0: This episode of To Your Good Health Radio is being brought to you by Cardio Miracle, the ultimate nitric oxide booster with over 50 whole food, heart-healthy, bioavailable nutrients. Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. When you look up the word overachiever in the dictionary, you'll probably see a photo of our next guest. He is the true definition of seizing and enjoying life. At 91 years old, he's still writing books, recording, acting, and horseback riding. Last year, he became the oldest person ever to travel into outer space. William Shatner, a listener favorite, returns to talk to us about his book, Boldly Go, Don't Go Anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is an internationally acclaimed actor, director, producer, New York Times bestselling author. His most notable roles include Captain James T. Kirk from the TV series and blockbuster movie Star Trek and his Emmy and Golden Globe winning role on Boston Legal as Denny Crane, which, by the way, remains one of my all time favorite TV shows. His new book is called Boldly Go, Reflections of a Life of Awe and Wonder. Welcome back to the show, William Shatner.
1: Thank you. What a pleasure. I, I might learn something here. <laughs> we'll get a boldly go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. I want to talk about not only my book. Well, I, I'd like to hear what you'd like to talk about, of course. But one of the things I'm sure is in within your wheelhouse is to talk about lectins. The mystery of lectins. You know, it
0: was so interesting because I, I'm a big fan of your raw nerve, your your, your interview, and yeah. I love your style. But your last interview marks probably my 2,000th interview, and you were the only one to turn it around and ask me questions. That just shows you how you,
1: your curiosity and love for people. So, <laughs> well, I mean, look at you. You're you're this wonderful doctor. You've got access to all kinds of information, and when I say I want to talk to you about lectins, I really mean it. I mean. We're we're being fed information about uh, nightshade vegetables and and uh, even here's a here's a mystery. We're told eat colorful things. They've got all the carotins, uh-huh. carotenoids. Keratin- yeah, carotenoids. Uh-huh. They've got all the carotenoids because that's the color, right? Yes. But so then I hear that red peppers is an anathema. Why? Lectins, I am totally
0: against the anti-lectin movement. I think if you research people eating tomatoes and eggplant and squash, they've been doing it for hundreds, thousands of years, healthy. And now this man, we won't name names, writes this book saying they're right. dangerous, they cause obesity. Yeah. Well, really, the, the right. most healthy diet out there is the Mediterranean diet. What do they eat? Tomatoes. How are tomatoes causing obesity and well, heart disease?
1: I was shocked. When it was said that red peppers, the, the most, first of all, the peppers, oh, yeah. and they're so red, and they've got the carotenoids, yes. everything that's healthy. And I'm thinking, and, and I had just, my wife, Elizabeth, had just sliced up like two of them. And, you know, making uh, one-inch uh, lengths of them. And I'm eating them with salt and pepper and crunching down. They're delicious. And I think, have I destroyed my health? Uh, look look in the mirror. You're 91.
0: You must yeah. be doing something right. I must be doing <laughs> something right. Right. And here's what's interesting. So if you look at the people that live to be over 100, Bill, people that live to be 110, 115, 120, they found around the world that the most common food shared amongst them all, beans,
1: which have lectins. How do you explain that? I don't know. Beans? That was one of the things <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about. But they also ferment and cause great gaseous explosions. How do you, how do you rationalize? That's, this body is saying something, isn't it? If it's passing air, saying, oh, my God, I can't digest this. What's it doing with beans? Well, what you want to do is you want to make sure they're cooked. So, yeah, if you eat
0: raw beans, oh, ate, they're not good. Yes, so you want to make sure they're cooked well, and that's the key. You got to cook them well.
1: Barbecue beans are good as long as they're without sugar? Uh, don't put
0: sugar. Sugar's the one thing I think everybody, everybody agrees is inflammatory. inflammatory. Everybody knows sugar. And sugar, yeah.
1: that great book, The Poison, Sugar is Poison. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, uh, hey, speak, speaking of books, we got to talk about your book. Talk about don't my turn book. It around. <laughs> Last time you were on here, you you, you came in and, and you talked about this three letter word that you embraced called yes. You say yes to new opportunities. Your new book, you share another three letter word called wow. That word wow. Share why you thrive on a wow factor.
1: Well, it's interesting how common that exclamation of of awe is wow, I don't know where, I I would be interested, and perhaps you can do it right now. Where did wow come from? Where did, generally, I mean, people across nations in different languages, commonly, and, and not always, but their exclamation for awe is wow. Where did wow, see now here's a perfect example. You should be saying wow about everything. Wow, beans, you know. Cooked beans, what can I do? Wow, that was a good bean. That should be the, but where did wow come from? So the curiosity about wow, in addition to the exclamation of the epithet, wow, is like there's something fermenting that isn't beans there.
0: <laughs> and if children, which they tend to spell things backwards when they're first learning how to spell, they still get it right. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, uh, you know, you watch a little kid, and uh, it, I'm thinking of the, uh, the, uh, my grandson, the great-grandson, uh, he, he got to, mm, he liked the food, mm, he would give that sound. And then, it being ah, now he's two is... the. The, the 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 ability to exclaim is growing and that mm, becomes wow and we should be doing that when we look when we talk we should be worshiping the 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 ability to communicate with each other never forget that that we're talking with each other what the miracle of speech is accepted oh yeah well good to see you but what a miracle it is to have words. So, so true.
0: And, and you know, you, you've, uh, boy, you, you've had a wild life. I read your book. Fantastic. You've, you've swam with deadly sharks. You've done dangerous stunts and hopped on a rocket ship to outer space. That's a lot of, wild, Bill. A lot of wow, Bill. That's a lot of wow. It's a lot of wow. What's the secret to not allowing fear to keep us from growing to achieve that? Wild? They,
1: but fear, which is a very protective emotion. I mean, that's very basic. Human beings, all animals, are startled to one degree or another by something unexpected, and that's a survival mechanism. But you can have fear. Just recently, I was talking to somebody about, I think it was singing. Yes, yes. Oh, a big personality. Funny, I couldn't think of it. So I'm talking to somebody really well-known. I don't want to mention their name. Uh, I said, you, "You're so your voice is so big. No, I hate to sing," said this great singer. What? And then, through some conversation, I began to understand that when she sang as a child, there was a there was a it caused fear people didn't want her to sing, and so fear became a uh, became part of singing. Like there was something fearful about singing because that 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 had been inculcated. So as an aging adult, she hates, she's fearful of singing, because that sense every time she opens her mouth, there's fear there. That's really bad. Yeah. And that's something we need to work on and avoid.
0: Yeah. I think what you describe in your book is you know, once you get on the other side of fear, you get this exhilarating and feeling of, of accomplishment. That takes over, hence the acronym fear, false evidence appearing real.
1: I think, wow, I, I
0: love that. I think it's a Who's lot of it. Whose is that? Uh, I don't know. Pulled out of the air, false evidence appearing real. I've heard
1: it before. So Wow, it's great. Yes. Well, yes and no, because that growling beast may be real. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and it <laughs> <they> eat you. <laughs> and, and, and
0: then you're not, or, I, I saw a bumper sticker belt said, if at first you don't succeed, better give up skydiving.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, or, or be sure to say "Wow" on the last mouthful. <laughs> yeah. The bear <laughs> you. yeah, Wow, it's eating me! What yeah. a sensation! Yeah, so I don't. I,
0: I don't think they're there to tell the story. So I don't
1: think they're not motivating others. They're not motivating, I others. The they're not motivating I others. Being recorded like that, poor guy, the gorilla guy, the uh, the bear guy, the, the 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 kid up went up to north and had his camera on and it was apparently screaming. He was being eaten alive. You know what I mean? The the bear guy, there was all that. Anyway, whatever.
0: That's crazy. Hey, let's chat about your outer space endeavor. I know in 1966, Captain Kirk went to outer space. 55 years later, you became the oldest person to actually fly to outer space. Bill, that's such amazing synchronicity. I mean, it's it, that's a wow. That's a wow factor.
1: It, it, well, it was more than a wow. And it has all kinds of, you know. I, I I'm thinking of a, um, a COVID, uh, back, not the bacteria. What am I? What, what's the, the what's the COVID? What what infects you? The COVID, well, the virus. Okay, perfect. So, I'm thinking of the picture of the virus with all its extrusions. Out, right, it was like ugly, ugly things sticking out of its back. So you can have an experience that in itself is, is beautiful, but there's all kinds of weird things growing on its back that may be deadly. And that's what an, an experience like going into space can be like. So I went up into space and I thought, wow, I'm in jeopardy here. But I said, wow, I'm in jeopardy here. And then I looked at the window and I said, wow, wow. I may be in jeopardy, but this is worth it. And then I felt the the grief of the wow of the destruction of the earth. And then I, then here's something else happened. Let me tell you what happened. I get invited to entertain at Kennedy Center. And I do a concert at Kennedy Center involving songs that Robert Chernow and I wrote. We performed a song of what we had written about me going into space and everything that alluded to it. And it's called so fragile, so blue, then a company that I've aligned myself with to, to exhibit the, the album uh, of that performance and the uh, television show of that performance, they suggested making a music video. The song is called so fragile, so blue. And our hope when the music video is released, is that it becomes a rallying cry to save the world. And that the end product of going up into space.
0: Before we continue, I want to tell you about an amazing product called Cardio Miracle. The number one cause of death in America is cardiovascular disease. On average, somebody dies of a heart attack or stroke every 36 seconds. The good news is, you don't have to be a statistic. Young, old, and in between, we all need more nitric oxide in our bodies. It's essential for our overall health because it helps blood, nutrients, and oxygen travel throughout the body. Research shows a lack of nitric oxide may be associated with high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and even erectile dysfunction. Miracle's ultimate nitric oxide advanced delivery system reaches a cellular level, so it starts to work within seconds. You also get over 50 whole food nutrients in every delicious scoop. I take Cardio Miracle every day, not just for my heart, but my entire body. And you should too. It's backed by science and a 60 day, no risk, money back guarantee. If you want to improve your heart health, increase your energy, mental clarity, and boost your immune system, order Cardio Miracle today. CardioMiracle.com and use promo code CARDIO NOW for 20% off. CardioMiracle.com, promo code CARDIO NOW. Yeah, I know you shared how the contrast between dark and cold outer space and the warmth, nurturing glow of the planet Earth, that's what kind of filled you with sadness. And uh, I want to share a little bit what I picked up from your bro. Uh, what I loved about it is... Uh, your eyes, you know, we talked about this last time we were on the show, how children, they look at things as new and exciting. And uh, we, as we get older, life passes by so quickly. You at 91, you look at things with the child's eyes. I read your book and it's like you just love life. And everybody's doing somersaults in outer space. And you're like, no, I want the window. I want to see and experience this. Who cares about somersaults? And you just embrace life. And that's what I love about reading about your books. And, uh, you know, you look down and you see the planet Earth and everybody's doing somersaults and you're like, wow, wow. I appreciate life so much and and your eyes and I think that at 91 to get new synapses in your brain like
1: children do that's a testament to to living well, long. Well, yes and no. I mean everybody's got the ability. You've got to cultivate that inner child. You've got to you've got to consciously say I've got to I've got to protect that inner child so that life doesn't Life's experiences don't pass you by so quickly that you wonder, where did that go? You need to be aware. Being aware is the secret, I guess. Just be aware of the connection to nature, to the universe. And that's what I hope my book is about.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you know, as you said, I think if more people could travel to space, they would stop taking our planet for granted. You know, we really do take life for granted. And you look down and said, that's our world. People are taking it for granted. Take care of it. It's this, it's, it's this beauty. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was teary-eyed. I was like, it, I bet millions of people cried watching you, how you just, everybody's walking out there. Everybody's walking out talking, Hey, I did somersaults. And you're like, forget them. Look at building reaction. Look at such excitement about looking down Captain Kirk seeing the earth. It was, it was uh, an experience that uh, I didn't get from anyone else that went there with you.
1: Totally not only unprepared, unexp- I was unaware that that the cameras were on and, and it went viral and it, you know, trended worldwide. I never expected that. I was in my own private medium and I connected with Bezos and, you know, and then it, it was totally unexpected. And as a result, the awareness of, of, of global warming, at least a little bit, has as arisen, and hopefully everything I do from now on will help raise that awareness even more. That's so true.
0: I read something. I wanted to get it from the horse's mouth if it's true or not. The sole reason Star Trek came to fruition is because of Lucille Ball, she was the Lou I guess, studios, uh, the big honcho. And she hired Gene Roddenberry. So I heard. And even though all the other board members wanted to nix the idea, she stepped in and said, no, I want Star Trek to go through. So the question is, should Trekkies be wearing an I Love Lucy shirt? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably. You know, it's been so long and she's dead. and So people can make stories. I don't know whether she had that insight i don't know but there were some places where there was pushback and it resulted in star trek there were a number of people i mean it was weird here's this guy with ears now the network wanted to take away the ears from from spock looks too devilish roddenberry apparently pushed back Oh wow.
0: <laughs> it's like hey get those oh, wow. ears. Those those ears will never pull off. Yeah, right. They, they like they, they they define Spock. That's how we know Spock. Another thing I really found fascinating is you are a starving struggling actor living out of your car. You finally get this big break, a leading role at a TV show Star Trek. And it ended up not doing well, it it got canceled and you once again, became a struggling actor to make ends meet. Share with us. I'm curious, what did it feel like when you learned Star Trek went from being canceled to being this uh, iconic rebirth with so many followers?
1: Peanut butter. Uh, (laughs) Don't, uh, one of the rules that I've, I'm arranging right now, don't eat peanut butter in an interview. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we
0: we just found that wow factor. It's like, wow. Right, wow, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, <you> know. <laughs> um,
1: it happened so gradually. So the show limped along over the three years I was with it and, and beautifully written in many cases. That was its its beauty. And then it gets canceled for real. The end of a job. That's what actors do, the play's over. Closing night in a play, the curtain comes down, the audience leaves. If they like the play, they stand. That's it. Goodbye, thank you everybody. Everybody said the cast is, "I'll call you tomorrow." They never call. And they go their way cuz now you're out of work. And you you don't know that it's going to close, so you're not looking for work prior to it. You're out of work. Guys, the, 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 the company has folded the, the building. You, you go to go in the building the next day. Sorry, building's closed. You're out of work. Now you're going to go find another job. So actors eminently know what being out of work is. And when it's closed, it's closed. So the show is canceled and that's over. Thank you. Goodbye. We'll talk. Man. And now you go look for other work. The years go by. Nothing happens. And about four or five years into it, it becomes more popular because it's being released on, on uh, late afternoon, early evening television syndication. It becomes more popular. Now there's some talk well, maybe we'll make another series. Do you want to be in a no, I don't know. You want to be in a movie? Oh, a movie? Well, maybe you can make a movie for television. It goes through all its metamorphoses. And finally, one day somebody says, "We're gonna make a big movie. We're gonna big-time big director. Wow!
0: <laughs> wow, it is." And uh, as I mentioned in the intro, one of my all-time favorite TV shows is Boston Legal, which you received two Emmys and a Golden Globe Award for. You know, while the show is a big hit two decades ago, Bill, I don't think Danny Crane would be allowed to be on TV today. I mean, people are so overly sensitive nowadays, and comedy has really suffered. What's your opinion on this politically correct society? Maybe you have the same view as I do with lectins, but shouldn't people (laughs) loosen up and laugh? (laughs) It it worked before.
1: It's tough. I'm not connected with all that, but it does seem to me that the shows are both more open, more woke to the new impulses of today. And yet... There's more consternation when somebody inadvertently fractures the rules. You say something, and it's the end of your career. It's really crazy.
0: I'm just so glad Denny Crane was 20 years ago, because everybody loved him. Everybody laughed. Now it would be like, what did he say? Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Strange, isn't it?
0: It really is. You know, as a kid, I loved the Twilight Zone. And one thing I was going to ask you about, I know you appeared on a segment called, I think it was called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet back in like 1963. And I have to say to this day, Bill, when I'm flying and I look out my window seat, I still think about that monster pulling that plane apart. And uh, you did, I think, for airplanes, what Anthony Perkins did to showers. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten an air? Have you ever gotten an airplane and somebody sees you and gets nervous?
1: All the time. <laughs> I Used to play that game with my kids. They would call the flight assistant over, and I'd be looking out the window, and I'd turn to her with a horrified look on my face. <laughs> everybody would laugh it was very funny oh
0: it was so funny it was like yeah you know, i still think of that i'm like well but you, i mean that was before i was born they came out and i'm still looking at the window and it's in my head oh. I, I
1: that's wild <laughs> that's wild Let me, i don't understand i did two uh of those shows uh and both are very popular and i don't understand i don't understand why
0: Oh, it was, I, th- I think what it was is it makes people think, you know, it's like it, it, it's it's the it's the fear factor. There you go. You remember fear, And you know you're yeah, you're flying, and you're like, hey, is there something because we all have a fear of crashing an airplane? And I think you took that to the next level. It's like not crashing an airplane. It's something's gonna crash us
1: right. <laughs> it's our fear of flying. there was another one I did where I picked uh, fortunes out of a machine, and the fortunes kept saying, do this, do that, maybe you shouldn't go, maybe you should go, and left me in a quandary. I couldn't move, I was so torn by impulses. And that too is like a universal. So So both those shows are very popular because I think they link into a basic human fear.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I want to get to uh, the last chapter. I read your book and and the last chapter was so touching in your book because you talk about having more days behind you than ahead of you and that you're actually scared to death of death. And for somebody that embraces life so much like you do, what do you hope people remember most about William Shatner after he's gone?
1: They won't remember. Well, I've wrote a song that is in uh, this uh, coming album, uh I guess live, whatever it'll call live at the Kennedy Center, wrote a song about something i I'm going to do. And it's in fact in my will. I want to be cremated. I want to be buried in a particular piece of land that I, I love. And I want a tree put over my ashes. And I want to be a part of that tree. I want that tree to absorb whatever is left of my um, ability to, to nourish the tree and that tree grows and becomes part of the nature around it. And that'll be my epitaph.
0: You do not want that tree growing anywhere near a tomato plant because you could be filled with lectins on your final, <laughs> final day. I'm
1: telling you, what's a leaky gut? <laughs> I, don't want my, I don't want my gut to leak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you sneeze. <laughs> right.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, time flew by. I wish we had some more time to chat. I know you've got other, other interviews. And in closing, I just want to say, you know, after reading your last two books and having you here on this show, which I've so enjoyed, you're one of my favorite, favorite guests, uh, you really inspired me to seize and enjoy more of my precious time on this planet. And, oh, and,
1: wonderful. Yeah. That's the nicest thing I've heard all day. Thank you so uh, much. It was
0: great. Time. And who knows, maybe one day I'll, I'll seize outer space like you did as well. So
1: You've got to do it. I <laughs> want to just
0: thank you so much. I know you a busy schedule and, and appreciate you inspiring all of us once again. And you're welcome back anytime, my friend.
1: Thank you so much. So Boldly Go is there for your audience to read. I believe they'll enjoy it.
0: I do. The book is called Boldly Go Reflections of Life and Awe and Wonder. It's really a fantastic read. I hope everybody gets a copy. Boldly Go is available everywhere books are sold. And To learn more, go to williamshatner.com and be sure and check out his upcoming appearances and all the latest Shatner updates and news. You can follow him on Twitter and Facebook at William Shatner. For my daily health post, follow me at Dr. David Friedman on Instagram. I'm at Dr. D Friedman. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available at you Good Health Radio or RadioMD.com. And while there, be sure and check out our podcast library. I always say share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important and too valuable to keep to yourself. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and live long and prosper. This episode of To Your Good Health Radio is brought to you by Cardio Miracle, the ultimate nitric oxide booster with over 50 whole food heart healthy nutrients. If you want to improve your heart health, increase your energy, mental clarity and boost your immune system, order Cardio Miracle today at CardioMiracle.com. Use promo code CardioNow for 20% off. CardioMiracle.com, promo code CardioNow.